We are on the cusp of a major social change. Do you feel it? Even if you don't, make no mistake, change is coming, and it is going to be unforgettable. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Hart, and here on Prime Spark, where we work with and on behalf of women over 55, I want to help you find that spark that will ignite your way forward, reflect your gifts to the world, and illuminate your path through this next stage of life. Through these podcast conversations, I hope to inspire you to see how you can make a significant contribution to some of the gnarly problems that are facing us right now. Join me, and together, let's discover our Prime Spark. Hi, and welcome to Prime Spark. I'm Sarah Hart, and I'm so happy you're here with us. Prime Spark is designed for women over 55 or close, with a goal to help us all live our happiest, most fulfilling, and productive lives now and in the future. The mission of Prime Spark is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. That's a big mission, which only means we all need to be involved and we need to get going now. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Gina Meyer Vincent, a woman whose work I greatly admire. Gina Meyer Vincent has been stretching her high achieving clients' personal boundaries for 20 years. In 2017, she founded Blissed Out, Fit, and Feisty. More recently, she launched Exquisitely Aligned a three-step proven strategy she discovered during one of her hardest times. When she's not working one-on-one with clients, she hosts the Exquisitely Aligned TV show found on Experts and Authors TV, as well as the Exquisitely Aligned podcast. Gina believes when you live exquisitely aligned, you become exactly what the world is missing. Welcome, Gina. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you very much, Sarah. I'm excited to be with you. So just getting started, let me ask you, do you experience getting older? If <laughs> so, what is that experience? And if not, why is it that you think that you don't? Well, this is a great question for me personally, because it's something I've been struggling with the past four years after um, an unfortunate accident. But my answer is yes and no, and I'll tell you why. So yes, certainly in my physical body, my hormones have changed, which is a very um, almost fascinating experience. I've had a total hip replacement at the age of 53. And 54 weeks later, that's 12 months, 12 and a half months later at age 54, I just had my shoulder replaced six months ago. So definitely in my physical body, I look in the mirror and think, oh my gosh, what happened to me? Um, But I'm thankful and very grateful to say that in my mind and in my soul, I honestly, I feel fantastic. I feel if I'm not looking in the mirror, I feel vibrant, younger than I am, probably by like a decade. In my head, I'm probably, I don't know, 42, 43, 44-ish. And um, 
So that question is a great one for me personally, because I have this dichotomy of emotions attached to it. Do you know what's fun about that, Gina? I have spoken now to, um, in a combination of my podcast and the TV show I had for a while. No, mm -hmm. that's not right. The radio show. Mm -hmm. um, I've spoken to close to close to 150 women at this point. Mm -hmm. And I always have asked that question. And almost across the board, what they say is similar to what you just said. <laughs> They say, well, sure, in my body, da, 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 da. But other than that, I feel better than I've ever felt. Yeah. I feel more me. I feel more free. I don't worry about what other people think. Da, 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 da. And I find that fascinating. And I don't know when our society is going to catch up with us. That, yeah. that, that the way we're portrayed is not who we are anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just find it fascinating. It, it is fascinating. That's why I think it's a it's a great, great question because it um you know it happens. I know for me personally, I've always been me. Very few times did I follow what we're supposed to do. Um so I've always felt free and and unapologetically me. And I knew that some people would be turned off by my voice, by my looks, by my short hair, red lipstick, and false eyelashes. But I, I realized that at a young age, like the right people would be attracted and I they'd be my friends or clients or 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 whatever. They would be in my world and the other people would kind of fall fall to the wayside. But I I hear you and and it's it's a beautiful thing, right? It's not beautiful to have a hip and shoulder replaced, but I, it, it's given me my um, ability to move freely without pain again and enjoy the things. So I guess it is quite beautiful in one respect, but quite painful in the other. Yes, yes. So Gina, tell us, what is your three-step proven strategy mm -hmm. and how did you discover it? So I'll start with how I discovered it. Um, I think it's almost 15 years ago. Let's see, 14. It'll be 14 years ago, uh, November 19th, my husband received a kidney and liver transplant. At the time, our adopted daughter was two and our son was in kindergarten. It was, um, it, it was traumatic. Um, he had been sick for quite some time, living solely on dialysis for eight and a half months. And during that time, the hospital that was located in our city, which was at the time Charlotte, North Carolina, made some major, I believe they were major errors. My husband's a family doctor, so he sides with the medical people and says it's a practice. I didn't quite like having someone practice on my husband, if you know what I mean. Um, but during that time, I really had to stand up and advocate for him, for his future life, for the life I saw when we held each other's hands and stared into each other's young eyes back then, um, you know, getting married. And um, I discovered that we really have to, not that we have to. The best way of living, let's put it that way. We don't have to do anything. It's a free will world, isn't it? But the best way to experience a deeper, richer, more meaningful life 
is to align with three things. There are gifts and talents, the ones we're born with, the ones that only we know how to use them in the way that we do. Um, Our soul level truths, which are, in my opinion, written so deeply on our soul. They're the things that usually keep us up tossing and turning at night, not really hormones, but, you know, those whispers from our soul. And then our heartfelt desires. Again, something very private. And I think that what I realized at that time, when you bring all those three together and really use them and stay in that, what I believe is your superpower, it becomes so much easier to, you know, fight the red tape of a very antiquated system of the hospital, of our local hospital. It becomes easier to wake up in the morning when you have two young kids and a husband who's dying in front of you. Um, And you have these desires and dreams of him being there to watch your daughter dance competitively years later, your son graduate high school, your daughter graduate middle school, you know, and um, his life was quickly slipping away. But on November 19th of 2000, give me a minute to do the math in my head, 10, He received a kidney and a liver from a woman my age and my blood type who is also an organ donor, which I was supposed to give him my kidney before they ruined his liver. So it was it was a crazy time in our life. And um, it's even my heart's racing as I speak to you, because it brings me back whenever somebody asks me that question. So I apologize if I sound short of breath, but um, you know, it really makes our life simpler when we can be who we were born authentically and avoid what I like to call, because I'm from the fashion industry, the one size fits all life, where a woman of a certain age should look and feel and be fill in the blank. Um, so I know that was a very long answer to your question. No, it was a wonderful answer to my question. It is so many uh, different things I could ask you about, and I'm just going to have to see where I want to go next. It was, I think the what I'm most curious, I'm curious about a lot of things, but one of the things I'm most curious about, can you say a bit more about those three things? Yes, absolutely. Because a couple of them sound very similar to me, and I'm sure they're not for you, uh, but I'd like to understand them. Yeah, so I believe that when we're born, we're as unique as our fingerprint, right? I think it was Dr. Seuss said, why fit in when we were born to stand out? And it's something I've taught my kids since they were young. They don't have to do and be the things that their friends have or their their friends' parents allow them to do. And um, our gifts and talents, I believe, are so unique to us that we... Someone else may have similar ones to you, but your life experiences shape and and help you and your voice, right, is very different and unique. I have a New York accent because I was born in New York, lived in North Carolina, now here in California. Um, So our voice is different. Our way we appear is different. So the way we can use those gifts can be very different than someone who has something that might be somewhat similar to you. Um, I know Strength Finders by Gallup Survey uh, has a little quiz. I think it's fifty to seventy-five dollars, and you can it lists out your thirty-four talents in order, 
And it's always very fascinating for me to use with clients and even with my family. My husband and I complete opposites. So it's funny how we balance each other, you know, with those gifts. And then our our heartfelt desires, sometimes people call them dreams. I like to think that they're desires that make our heart beat just a little faster in a healthy way. Kind of that pitter-patter, like when you start dating or, you know, um, you're on a vacation and you just land and you the doors to the airplane open and your heart starts to like race. You're so excited because you, I'm a visual person. So the things are totally different than what you're used to. The sounds, the smells, the sights, the trees, the people, the clothing. So I believe that a lot of people chase their dreams or desires. And for me, I don't think they're running from us. Number one, I'm not a good runner. If you saw me run, you wouldn't understand why. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather walk quickly. But I believe that we're meant to partner, kind of like a marriage. Like I said, your heart pitter-patters when you see your, like you're dating, or maybe even after, I don't know, 24 years of marriage, maybe your heart pitter-patters when you see your spouse. But I believe that those desires maybe some people call dreams, are really just waiting for us to like align with our truths and be who we are supposed to be. And then, uh, oh, sorry, the desires. And soul level truths are the truths that are written on your soul that make you innately you. And I feel, this is just my opinion, but from having worked with I don't know, hundreds of women over the 20 years and some very smart men, I like to say. Um, I find that we detach or move away from or It happens, not everybody, but sometimes we detach and move away from who we are at our truth and at our soul level because there's this mass energy of asking us to conform. I like to say the world, we live in a world begging us to conform, that a woman of a certain age should think and look a certain way, that, um, you know, your hair should be a certain way, you should be a certain weight, a certain, uh, think a certain way and want, I don't know, certain handbags. I'm being silly, but there is this energy that I think pulls, and I have a 17-year-old daughter. She's our youngest. She's adopted from Guatemala. And, you know, I see it even in her friend groups, like what the that high school, if you want to say, energy is. And so I think if we can stay true to ourselves as often as possible. I realized there are times, listen, when my husband was sick, I was kind of pulled away from who I was at my core. I was wearing latex gloves, hooking him up to a dialysis machine at night, six nights a week. It was horrific because I, I was very nervous doing that. His blood was flowing through the machine. I had the responsibility essentially of his life in my hands. And it was scary. It was frightening. It's really not using my gifts. You know, my gifts are not wearing latex gloves and a mask. And this was long before COVID where masks were worn. 
Um, you know, so I think if we can stay as true to those things and align, then we feel healthy and strong. We usually have this inspiration coming to us all day long where we don't have to look on the outside to be inspired. We wake up inspired. We have this, I like to believe that we're all born with intuition and, you know, some we say women's intuition, mother's intuition, whatever, but I believe we're all born intuitive and that in, intuition or that gut instinct, however someone experiences it for themselves can guide us like it did for me to the right hospital. I actually had to move my husband from Charlotte, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida on our 10 year anniversary, and then put the kids back in the car and drive them back to North Carolina where they would go back to preschool and kindergarten. You know, it was horrific, but my intuition said, these people are not listening. They're not, they're overlooking things. He is in liver failure. Something is wrong. And sure enough, at Mayo Clinic, they agreed. They said, Gina, you can never give him a kidney because he now needs a kidney and a liver. And it has to be from the same donor. Um, yeah. Oh my, Gina. It's um when I when I listen to you, it it feels to me like we don't discover this, we open to it. Alexa. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. That, that is what it's feeling to me like, that um, what's written on my soul, I don't discover, I open to it. It's right there. It's, it's right there. All I have to do is open to it. it. It is, and I think that sometimes it happens when we're young and Listen, I'm a mother who's not done everything perfect. I'll be the first one to raise my hand and say I'm, I'm not, you know, applying for Mother of the Year award ever because I didn't do everything perfect. But we try to do as best as we can. And I think, I think, like school, let's use elementary school. We're constantly asking our children to perfect something that's difficult for them. Maybe it's math. And, you know, I, I'm going to speak from both sides about that. Yes, I'd like my children to understand math and be able to ring up their receipt and verify, you know, if they go out to dinner, that they know how much they owe and know what their change is. But I think sometimes we ask people to delve into what comes so difficult to them, is so hard, so difficult for them to complete and it feels defeating, right? If if that child is better at drawing and understanding, I don't know, perspectives, like my daughter drew a building, a, a city scene, and it was just my husband, my son, and I were all like, did you trace this? No, she just drew it freehand, you know? And so if we can allow our children as parents and as teachers and aunts, uncles, grandparents, neighbors, to allow everyone to experiment with what they're good at and let them like soar instead of keeping them at the kitchen table or at their desk in their bedroom, learning, 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 learning how to do something that doesn't come naturally. I think that we would be in a better place. People would feel more fulfilled, probably more. Um, we would see the 
uniqueness in each person instead of everybody knows a little bit about math, social stuff. They don't even call it social studies anymore. I'm dating myself. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, allow people to explore, allow the child to like go down, I guess more of like maybe Montessori. Um, I don't know enough about it, but I think oftentimes we're asked to be like our parents or like our siblings or like the people in our community, whatever. And I don't, I'm not saying dress like them, but kind of the mindset, if you will, of this, these are the careers we do as people in this, and you fill in the blank, community, whatever that is. Couple of things occur to me, Gina, while you while you're talking. One of the things well, I had a very clear image and visceral feeling in my body mm. of sitting at the dining room table night after night after night with my father trying to teach me mm. second year algebra. <laughs> and I was just, huh? Yeah. You know, and I don't know if that helped me with thinking skills. Maybe. I don't know. I do know I never have used second year algebra in my life. Now, maybe I learned something else that I'm not aware of. But um, yeah. And you know what I think about when you talk about your daughter, there, mu- there, there must have been a way. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not an educator, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. there must have been a way of teaching her math from being able to draw cityscapes like that. Right. Right. Because there's deep math in that. And, and start with a cityscape, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, exactly. And I'm thinking you probably learned your that your father had great patience to be able to sit there and do sticking your algebra with you. But it, it it's so true. I think we've all been at some form of a table, whatever that be, a desk, dining room, kitchen, you know, trying because this is what society asks of you at whatever grade you were in and, you know, our children. And, you know, I, I, I wish I had ideas on how to change the school system. I I don't, so I'm not going to raise my hand for that position, but I wish there was a way to allow people to explore more of their gifts, more of their desires and more of their uh, truths. Like even from a very young, very, very young age, I was with somebody recently who is, I don't know how much, but she's older than I am. Beautiful woman. And she shared with me how when she was a child, she was fascinated with trucks and cars. So anytime she was at a house where they had a boy back then, right, to have a truck, a car, airplane. She was wheeling those, you know, she was just fascinated with the movement and the shape and the all those things. And of course, her mother back then was not happy. She wanted her to be playing with the doll, you know? And so if we have those situations where we scratch our head, why is this boy playing with the doll? Why is the girl playing with the the car, but yet it's like, no, let them explore. You know, we don't know why they're picking it up. Maybe he's going to be the next Oscar de la Renta and she's going to, I don't know, work for NASA or, you know, Boeing airplanes. I don't know, you know. 
I don't know either, but I think it's important for us to keep trying to figure that out because um, nobody, <laughs> I don't even know if they have to, if you have to learn second year algebra anymore. <laughs> Um, what are some of the most common issues people come to you with? Oftentimes, well, what's um, been repeated over and over <clears throat> is that at a young age, they were asked to be seen. I, I work mostly with women. I would say <clears throat> 89, 90% women and a few smart men. But oftentimes it was as a child, they were asked to be seen and not heard. And they were good children. They obeyed their parents. Um, they ended up, you know, pleasing their parents, going to school, being, I, I want to say, like the teacher's pet, the ideal student. Um, they may have been a little rebellious in in as a teenager, because I think that's just where the energy goes at that age at least from a yoga standpoint <clears throat> in a chakra energy center. But then they got, went and got educated, got a degree, maybe even got married. So they were constantly like pleasing. And I'm going to go ahead and go say people pleasing so much to the point where they disconnected from who they are, those gifts, desires, and truths that we were talking about a minute ago. And it gets to a point where the kids are out of the house um, the husband may be out of the house, if you know what I mean, the marriage may have ended, or maybe it's a second husband, so forth. And they're just at a point where sometimes it could be a loss of a friend, um, a, a passing away of a friend, a illness of a spouse, something shifted, something's kind of like when Mark was ill, Obviously, it was much younger than we were expecting. We thought he'd get sick like his mom did with the same disease in her early 60s, but he was um, he was in his 40s, early 40s when he was very ill. And I think when that happens, all of a sudden we feel like this uh, shift that we need to step into the life that really is waiting for us. Um, I like to say our unlived life, whatever, you can call it whatever you want, but it's the one that keeps us tossing and turning at night. The one that we know is not about things like checking off, I got a degree, I got promoted, I got titles, I had a husband or have a husband, I had the 1.2 or whatever the number is, kids, dogs, picket fence, so forth. They want something deeper, richer, and more meaningful. And that's what I love, because I think that's why we're here. I, I believe that we're born not to collect things, but to experience and to like be the example to light the way for others. And I think when you are living that more meaningful, greater depth, bigger version of ourselves, like you, radio, podcast, you're getting the word out there, you're changing people's lives. You know, I like to say one at a time, but, but when you have a show like this, it's multiple at a time, right? Um, yeah, and I think that it's important to step into that place. it's It can be frightening. And oftentimes people come to me because of the New York in, in me, I like to move fast and I don't sugarcoat. So I like to uh, speed up the pace so that they don't miss out on anything. I believe 
the faster we can transform, the better. It doesn't have to take decades, in my opinion. I agree with you, Gina. I get I get really um my knickers in a twist when people talk about how long change takes. And I think change, we do it on a dime if we decide. I mean, and and this is a stupid comparison. But one of the things I think about is two times a year, mm-hmm. everybody loses or gains an hour. Yeah. And it's done. And it's done. I love that. If we can take time and lose or gain an hour, boom, certainly we can do (laughs) other things. um, Anyway, it drives me nuts. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great example. And um, I think that's my biggest thing to get out there. Decades. It does not need to. Um, especially if you're doing the inside journey where you're reconnecting with who you are, you know, it, it's, it, it's faster. It's the fat, in my opinion, it's the fastest. Yeah. A friend of mine has an, has a TEDx talk actually, and she talks about, it doesn't take time. It takes courage. And I mm. think that's right because a major transition of some kind is terrifying. Yes, I, and I have made those. And when I talk to people, I like you. I don't sugarcoat it. I say, yes, it's scary. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Yes, yes, it is scary. But Gina, I want to ask you on your website. You talk about someone's X factor. Mm-hmm. What is their X factor? So it's. It's like that fingerprint we mentioned earlier. It's your, some people say your it factor. It's what, it's your superpower that sets you apart. If you want to think about it, making you look like, I always think of Wonder Woman as Linda Carter, because that's who I grew up with. Not, not the beautiful young woman who it is now, but it's where you get that, um, you know, those beautiful cuff bracelets and the hair and so forth where you really, in my opinion, you're not working hard. Like someone recently said to me, I believe it's all about hard work. And hard work, I'm thinking about that algebra level two or whatever, algebra two and your dad and you at the table. Like that's hard work because it wasn't something that really needed to be, in my opinion, in your toolbox, right? It's not something you've used since. Like, why did I have to go through that experience? At least you got to connect with your dad. But, you know, I think that our X factor is what we don't work hard at. It just comes so naturally. And people pay us a lot of money when we're using it. I love Celine Dion. I think she has such an angelic voice. I like uh, just. Josh Groban. And I I think of it that way. When you're using your gifts and you're sharing them with the world the the way only you can, whether you're an author, a podcaster, a a coach, so forth, fireman, it doesn't matter, firewoman, it doesn't matter, that you wake up energized and your gifts and talents appreciate you're appreciating them by sharing them, practicing, using them, tweaking them, you know, uh, feeling into them, polishing them up, whatever it might be. 
And then as you share them, they appreciate. And I think when you do that, it, it life becomes so much easier. I don't think life has to be a struggle. Certainly, yes. When Mark was in kidney and liver failure, it was traumatic for the four of us, probably even for our two cats that lived in a house with us too, you know? But I don't believe that everything we do has to be or should be hard. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing you might agree with me. I absolutely agree with you, Gina. What I'm, what I'm thinking about right now is uh, just th this morning, earlier this morning, Yeah, I was on a Zoom call with a group. And one of the things that I actually find really easy is to tell a story. Yeah. And I was watching some of the women who were really trying to learn. And I'm thinking, and some, you know, somebody just says, talk about, and I can make up a story. Talk about, and I can make up a story. Because that's that's how my mind works. And yes. then they were talking about this, that, and the other thing. And the woman who was uh, leading it said, well, Sarah, what you need to do is put all that in an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, I don't do Excel spreadsheets. I do. I, I, your new friend can make it for you. I, I love Excel. <laughs> and so I'm thinking about, it is so easy for me to tell a story. And it is so hard for me to make an Excel spreadsheet. And for other women on the call, and I'm thinking, that's really interesting. Now, there's a good example of you do what you do well, and I'll do what I do well, and let's cooperate with that. Exactly. And that's what I try to always say. Like, you know, the kids will say, well, why do I have to do that? Why can't my sister, you know, why can't you ask him to do it? And I was like, yeah, but you know what? You're really good at that. He is not. Think about how much longer it's going to take. You know what I asked him to do? I asked him to research la la la. And she's like, oh yeah, no, I don't want to do that. I'll go, I'll go do what, you know, whatever. She, my daughter's great at organizing closets. So the pantry, Sonia, the pantry needs an overhaul. Daddy was in there. He made a mess. Can you just go back and, and, you know, at first it was like, no, I don't want to do that. Then she's in there. And before you know it, it's like dreamland pantry, but I, I was good at math. So Excel spreadsheets, I love making Excel spreadsheets, but wow. I'm, the woman who does my creative, my marketing, my uh, logos and all of that kind of stuff, if I show her a spreadsheet, she starts like, you know, how would you say, twitching and short firing, smoke coming out of the ears. She's like, oh, I can't even look at that. It hurts my eyes. Yeah. No, we all have our gifts and right. being able to tell a story and and share a personal story or make up a story when somebody needs, you know, a, a distraction, you know, those are amazing gifts. And I'm sure the other women were probably like, oh, I wish I could do that. She does it so easily, you know? And, 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 and I'm saying, and you find it really easy to make an Excel spreadsheet. I can hardly even look at one. <laughs> Okay, Gina, we don't have much time left, but I really would like uh, for you to tell us a little bit about your TV show, Exquisitely Aligned. Okay, well, that has been a lot of fun. It's brand new. It came on the heels or it came, the invitation came along based on my podcast, same name, as my son would say, Bomb, that's not how you do it. Well, the younger generation, that's not how you do it. But my generation, I'm going to say it's how I, I chose to do it, right? 
But um, Exquisitely Aligned was, I think, in its third season. I'm now wrapping up season four. And out of that, I was asked to join Experts and Authors TV, where uh, there are men and women who each get to uh, have a show, four episodes a month. It's been a lot of fun. And um, I'd love, actually, if you don't mind joining me on an episode, I enjoy speaking with you. I think we are like-minded, like-hearted in a lot of ways. We won't talk about Excel spreadsheets when you're on the show. (laughs) I promise you that I will leave if we could discuss after after filming. But um, it's a lot of fun. It's available on Fire and Roku and um, so Amazon Prime, etc., and um, I'd love for you to join me there. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Tina. I am. I'm sure that there are people who are going to want to get in touch with you. So if they do, how can they do that? So they can easily find me at exquisitelyaligned.com. I'm sure you're going to put that in the show notes. And or you can look me up as Gina Meyer Vincent. And the Meyer is a little unusual. It's it's a German name, so three vowels in a row. That's M A I E R, and then Vincent, like Vincent Van Gogh. Right. Well, this has been great fun. Thank you so much. Um, so, as I say, that's our time. You can please join us again. You you can find our podcast on every major outlet. It's Sarah Hart at primespark.com. You can find us. Thank you so much to my guest, Jaina Meyer Vincent. And don't forget, you can find her at exquisitelyaligned.com. So thank you for being with us. Take care, spread tolerance and love. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to stay updated, you can head over to my website, primesparkwomen.com, and get my free spark guide, Seven Questions to Ignite Your Spark, to help you discover your own spark. See you in the next episode.